Warheads, and welcome to The League, exploring the League of Legends lore from A to Z. My name is Rebecca. And I'm John. My name is Mark. Today we're talking about the Charmer Rakan and the Rebel Zaya, who were both released April 19th, 2017. We decided to just do them both. Twofer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. That was cool, right? I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I figured we would talk about, like, Rakan and Zaya, and then when we got to her, maybe we might do Zaya and Rakan, or I don't know, like... <laughs> We're gonna we're hope just gonna that double it up. we're gonna hope that maybe they'll have more content by the time we get to X. They, they'll, yeah, maybe they'll have that, more right? skins for sure. Yeah, by then, come on, they got it. Rakan's right? already got two world skins. Like, come on, they, they're gonna have more. We'll find out. Uh, we also have a very special guest for this episode. Uh, Lack, would you care to introduce yourself and tell the world why you decided to join us for this episode? Yep. Hello, everybody. I'm Lack of Reality. You can also just call me Lack. Uh, I've been well listener for a while now since, you know, I, I listened to all the episodes. Just glad to be on here. And I picked Rakan and Zaya because my main two champions are Warwick and Zaya, and those are far down in the line, so I was like, but Rakan's kind of close, and he, he's with Zaya, so. <laughs> Honestly, even like, if we weren't... Smart. If we weren't doing both, we would end up just talking about her entire lore anyway. It's just so tied in. Yeah. It is true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're, they're so close. Yeah. They should get and married. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and with Zaya specifically, I will uh, unashamedly admit my uh, my intense attraction to goth girls. Oh yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. fair. Fair. Yeah. 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 Why doesn't what, no she have love? Come on, <laughs> big feathered goth girls. John. <laughs> it's like Rakan's the guy I want to be, and Zaya's the girl I want to be with. Aww. Mm. But I'm really a moo moo on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Your voice really lent itself to that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All good in the hood. <laughs> Maybe you'll end up finding more of a Rakan, you know? She'll look like a like a hot goth girl, but she'll be but like she'll, I mean Vex is yeah. the perfect goth girl for a Moo. <laughs> mm. That's true. You want a manic pixie goth girl. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Or like um like per like uh the look of you know goth girl Zaya, but like the personality of like Lux. There you go. Mm. So it's yeah. like the mm. the bubbly goth girl, the Wednesday and Enid combined. Yes, yes. literally Wednesday on the outside, Enid on the inside. <laughs> That's beautiful. I love that. I don't watch that show. So <laughs> God, get the fuck out of here, Fucking Mark. Normie. <laughs> it's been out for like a month now. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> what do you have a baby all right <laughs> Ew. now what do uh zaya and rakan sound like i wrote down mm. a paired quote for us so we'll have to go last oh, okay <sighs> lack do you want to try and do a paired quote just off the cuff yeah, i don't remember so any cute. <laughs> well as tempting as that is i've been practicing my recon just because I have one specific quote that's just so fun to hear and to say. There you go. It's especially I'm a TFT enjoyer, so this is the the one sound I always hear 
when Rakan's in the set and he gets a victory, he goes, That was perfect. I know exactly what noise you mean now. That was a good one. That That was good. All right, let's see. Since you did, okay, you did Rakan, so I'll do, I'll do Zaya. I did not prepare a Zaya quote, but I know she has one where she's like, um, was it? Tons of women love Rakan. Like they know what to do with him. <laughs> yeah. Something yeah. like that. It's beautiful. Which I think it's like she I didn't even right like here. try an impression. Yeah, <laughs> that like, was kind of just Mark. Voice. <laughs> that was just Mark. <laughs> I was trying to just remember the line. I was, I had a lot of trouble in this episode. I had trouble remembering how to clap. Like it's just. <laughs> oh. like there, uh, I, I did pick out a Zaya quote. If you'd like me to read it, it's yes. The I gotta find it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's her pentacle quote oh shit I've never heard that in my right. life <laughs> uh, neither have I but it's what was on the wiki and it's very funny uh, there is no pentacle quote no one's ever gotten a pentacle <laughs> once before actually uh, attacking I feel like I've been against a lot of size that have accidentally pentakilled our team by like just hitting just E. pulling the feathers <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, we're here. Hooray. They all died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's so cute. Oh. All right, hit us with it, hon. <clears throat> I hate everybody today. I know what'll make you feel better. Murdering, Murdering everyone. everyone. I forgot that I was part of that last bit yeah, too. Okay. That's a dumb. <laughs> that was that was a good one, man. Was... <laughs> We're all mm. on point. Yeah. Yeah. John and I, we've kind of made Zion Rakan a little bit of our lives. I don't know. <laughs> we used to play them a lot in the bot lane. We have a frame photo of them above our marital bed. <laughs> It's true facts. <laughs> when you push the beds together, the, yeah, no. <laughs> it did make me think. I was thinking about it. It's like I remember during the um, the one where we were answering questions, and you're we like, "Oh, what champion are y'all?" I didn't think of it then, but I was like, "Oh yeah, Zaya Rakan." Yeah, like, you two. I, I don't know sure. how we <laughs> missed it. I was reading Rakan's stuff, and I was like, "Why did we pick Ezreal for John? John's Rakan." <laughs> yeah, I can definitely agree with. John is Rakan. He just has more fashion sense than I do. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know if Rebecca is uh, as uh, gloomy as I am. (laughs) You've got the sardonic, uh, you know, dryness. Yes, I can be. I'm certainly pessimistic like Zaya, whereas you're much more optimistic. But I I feel like I've got a a little bit of Rakan. And you've got a little bit of Zaya sometimes. I've got a little bit of Zaya. Yeah. Just comedy. like how they have the little the little trinkets oh, for each other. My oh. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> uh, well, so combined, they both have a bio in the video Wild Magic. Rakan has three short stories linked, while Zaya has four. I, I don't know why one of them isn't linked on Rakan's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're they're they both a part be. of all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I think they just someone made an oopsie and they forgot. I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Nah, well, we read them all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could do the Rakan bio if we want. Hell yeah. Okay. Uh, Rakan. Did you actually do the... Oh. 
What? Would we you do Zaya the Zaya first? one? Because I only have oh. I only have the notes for for Rakan. Oh, okay. I will say ah, shoot. I because um, my I did Z- emphasize Rakan in my my notes Zaya more. notes are basically uh, a lot of it's similar to the Rakans, <laughs> and then I just kind of I I just wrote down like what's different about hers compared there, to Rakans because there's a lot of overlap. Yeah, I mean it's the the bio was the big thing that I don't have notes for. So you only have um, Rakan's bio. Yeah. Do you have any short story notes? I have a, I I do. Um, okay, you can just do that. It's literally just Zaya's bio that I don't have. I think. Oh, that's fine. I'll do both the bios, and you can do the short stories. Yeah? Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Rakan was a normal Cyan and Ionia. He's part of the. Oh, your guys are gonna help. Have to help me out nope. here. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Lotlin. Lotlin. Oh. She pronounced it Lotlin. <laughs> Why would you use me? Laholon, <laughs> maybe? Lahol-lon? Yeah, I have no fucking clue how this is pronounced. You're speaking over lack. What was that? I'm sorry. Uh, no, you're good. I said a Lahotlon. Lahotlon. Oh, <sighs> I like that emphasis on the H. Right? El Hotlan. El Hotlan. A right? Lahotlan tribe in Kulin. I think Kulin. So good. Kaylin, Kulin. Anyway, uh, magic, very active here. And the human lands outside of their home are seen as, uh, and quoting here, an unforgiving desert. When Rakan was born, the tribe was declining, but he stayed positive. Rakan believed if mortals could see how beautiful the magic of their land was, they would stop expanding into their territory <laughs> and breaking all their treaties and being overall terrible. Aww. His tribe... I know. <laughs> Uh, he was considered a human sympathizer, so he left, hoping to spread love for his people through song and dance. Rakan wasn't really doing very well. His dances were great, but people just kind of saw him as entertainment and not really listening to what he was trying to say. And then he met Zaya, who was unimpressed by his <laughs> sexiness. <laughs> she informed him that the Lahotlin had lost the rest of their land, which pissed Rakan off, which really got Zaya going. Mm. That was That's what, what did it. <laughs> She told him she was part of a rebellion to take back what their people lost, so Rakan begged to join her. The rest of the bio kind of describes how Zai and Rakan kind of see each other. It goes on for a while. <laughs> their ways of battling and how they work together, how they fell in love, uh, and while they still disagree about mortals a bit, uh, Rakan still believes some of them aren't so bad. While Zaya does not, she is, <laughs> does not like any mortals, uh, they're still working together to help Laholtland. Laholtland. Jesus. It sounds so Scottish when you say it like that. <laughs> yeah. The whole, the whole. <laughs> yeah. You, you might be adding an extra L in there. I think, like, you're I saying La Is it La Is there no other L? No, there is. La-ho- There's two. Yeah. Okay. La Hot La Hot No, I don't think you're doing it right. <laughs> no, I'm pretty confident about that. It's well, I don't know what sounds right, but that ain't it. All right. <laughs> Anyway, that's Rakan's bio. Yeah. Uh, let me just say, mm-hmm. immediately, like, a really great, like, marriage of story and gameplay. Like, just reading his bio, his gameplay, like, came across, it, it, like, that's exactly what it's like to play him, mm-hmm. which was very fun. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, they did, they did a really good job with that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the case throughout throughout any story that he's in in particular um, yeah. I can just really it really lines up one to one I mean I think throughout 
I think they were the last set of champions that was kind of being worked on before I like when I was still at Riot that I remember, and um, it seems like because they were so they're so like immersed in like okay this is the the thrust the thrust is that they're together in this duo that like the narrative and the gameplay and like all this stuff was kind of like hand in hand the whole way through instead of like other champions where it's like it feels like okay they did this part and then this other part came way later you know what I mean yeah so totally um I like I appreciate him wanting to share the history of his people through like song and dance but as someone who like has to listen to a song like a million fucking times before I hear the lyrics I can see why it didn't work yeah Mm. I get it (laughs) I'll be singing along to a song and I have absolutely no idea what it's about and then one day I'll be like this is a really dirty song that I've been singing since I was nine years old (laughs) I mean also I it, you know I mean the whole Vestayan thing is very much a mirror of like you know other cultures so like you know we have uh i'm trying to think you know they have like like island dances and uh trying to think of like flamenco dancing i see very much in rakan so i think like i like the way they they made him um like a song and dance champion without just like Here's here's a Vestein with a trumpet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Although um, that'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Give her kind of trumpet now, Riot. What are you trying to steal bards? Oh shit. Thunder? You know what? Rakan's more of a There's saxophone guy. That's true. He's one hundred percent Saxophone and castanets. That's what fucking Rakan plays. I don't know what that second one was, but those those are the flamenco are dancer finger- things. <laughs> oh. oh yes. <laughs> totally. Oh my god. <laughs> but like you are completely completely right. Um it's a really smart way to because like this is the first time God, we are like this far in and this is the first time this whole conflict is getting any play whatsoever um but he's a smart one to kind of do that with i guess i would say like i, I find him more interesting than zaya almost <laughs> he's got more yeah. like out like not outgoing necessarily but he's like a much more bombastic personality like i feel yeah, like I a think lot he's just of more uh, entertaining <laughs> yeah and a lot of i, I feel like a stick. lot of his shit is a very outward facing i feel like zaya's shit is going on in her head a lot and rakan is just That's fucking out true. there yeah they definitely they both champions like their personalities and you know even their gameplay it mirrors each other so well like i'm not gonna lie like before i you know i did the lore read for both of, i thought that Rakan was kind of just a pompous asshole and Zaya <laughs> was the, you know, like brooding, uh, you know, make mean girl. I don't know, but <laughs> I definitely see like, also I thought like, they're just kind of like, I don't even like very like ro- over romanticized, mm. but like you can actually see how they are a real couple like they seem so genuine and they they're written very well. They but are. I, I will, I'll expand yeah. that more when we get to the stories. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. Definitely. Like that's a tough balance to get right, and I think they they did a really good job with these two. 
Uh, Again, I'm sure because they were com- they were put together as a package, right? Like instead of ten champion releases later, they're like, oh, let's let's give someone a, a you know a Rakan or a Zaya, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, also, um, in in this, I feel like in this story specifically, and I'm sure other places too, but it stuck out more in this one. The Vestaya remind me so much of the fucking demi humans from Chrono Cross. Where, like, in Chrono Cross, like, the demi-humans are kind of like the Vestaya. They're, scar- they're scattered all over the uh, archipelago, but then they're slowly pushed to a single island over time as humans kind of come and take over their land. And even on their own land, they're super distrusted, and then they slowly, like, lose access to the magic that their people have had for uh, a long time. It's really, like, uncanny here. Hmm. But I also I, really love Chrono Cross, so I figured I'd just bring Yeah, it. I mean, you could also, you know, say the the mirroring of actual real life, you yeah. know, like lo- colonization, oh, yeah. loss of culture, uh, you know, rebellions and refugees. Sure. But, yeah, I think there's a really clear, like almost one, yeah, that, one yeah, to one not. comparison to draw there, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, but... It it is weird to me. I know the Visayans are based out of Ionia. It is weird to me this idea that the Ionians are so out of balance with the magic that the Visayans use. I guess that's like we see that's not necessarily as much the case. It, it, it kind of varies, like depending on who they're interacting with. I guess, but it was weird to me because it was like that seems like if there's any one place where people are going to be like copacetic with the natural order of magic and things, it's going to be Ionia. You know what I mean? So it's kind of in- weird to me, almost. That yeah, I didn't the, know that this was something that the people of Ionia were doing. Yeah, and I had to look into them a lot more. I don't know how to pronounce these, so I'm going to murder this, but the, the Quinlons, we'll call them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Quinlons, Quinlon, Quinoa. Quinoa, yeah. No. Yeah, Quinlong. But, like... The the majority of them are specifically set up to block to like let through positive magic, and then block like negative magic. Um, I mean, neg- negative from the perspective of a human, I guess, which would be like mm. you know, if you had like tree spirits that were murdering people who settled on their land. I mean. Vestayan would not consider that negative magic because that's nature telling you not to fuck it shit up. But, you know, as a human there just wanting to settle, uh, yeah, you could probably see that as negative. So most of them are just set up to block what they'd consider negative magic, whereas the ones that the Order of Shadow <laughs> are setting up are, are very, very different and just fucking sucking up all the shit to farm icker. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Another like thing. Con- oh, you go they're, first. I was just gonna say they're farming crypto. It's what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> they're mining crypto, and it's they got they're taking all the Vestian <sighs> GPUs. The man. Order of Shadow would have <laughs> NFTs. <laughs> oh man, what a good it's fucking like, parallel. <laughs> each Shadow Ninja it has its own unique markings. <laughs> oh. But no, like re, you know. Looking into Zion or Khan, it made me realize like the Stians feel like a huge part of you know like the League of Legends lore and the world, but 
looking at the Vastayan champions, there's not that many. Like, and, you know, like, Nami is separate, I feel, from, like, everything else. And, it's like, you don't really even consider her Vastayan, even though she's under that belt. And, like, Nico, Nico's literally the last of her tribe. I mean, we haven't gotten to Rengar or Wukong, but they're kind of similar in that, like, since Ari, I feel like we've barely gotten anything about the Vistayan. Yeah, right? seriously. And, yeah. and, like, even it does Ari, like, I feel like most, like, a lot of her background lore came, we got from the Ruined King. Like, yeah, she had, <laughs> she had amnesia, man. It's like... <laughs> Classic yeah. amnesia. But yeah. no, yeah, like, I mean, it does make sense that they're sparse because, like, in the or at least if from a lore standpoint, because you know they were they're not. Uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? They're not a lot endangered, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. You know they they haven't uh, been bred or no 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 they haven't had they haven't. Bared children <laughs> in many, uh, it says in many lifetimes. So it feels, it, it makes sense that their population is dwindling. But come on, Riot, give us a new Vistaya champion. I swear to God, I'm not I a fool. Give us a baby Vistaya. I guess we have Seth. Nope. We haven't gotten him yet. Hmm. That's true. But he's he's also probably doing his own fucking thing that's unrelated, right? Like you had a really good point. Is he half the scion too? I don't. Yeah, know. yeah. I think he's half the scion because okay. isn't his yeah his isn't his mom not? I think his mom is human or something. Yeah, I just I haven't yeah. read Set, but I just know he's a mama's boy. That's yeah, all I know about Set yeah, too. Because <laughs> he's an S champion. No yeah. skipping. He's a mama's right? boy, and he had big punch. He, he has doesn't big have punch. big punch. All you need? Big punch, mm-hmm. big abs. Boy, like yeah. crunches. <laughs> <laughs> I would also add that mm-hmm. on top of that, we have champions like Lilia, who should probably be of a scion, who for some reason they just chose not to. And uh, yep. I will say also, like, I mean, that's frustrating enough, but it also feels like a big missed opportunity because I think Lilia would be a great way to bridge like diplomatic relations between humans and Vistayan because she looks into their dreams and kind of like is enamored with them she could help Zaya not be so um kill them all I don't know you know what I mean <laughs> gotta kill them all maybe and I'm depending yeah. on which dream she's walking in I guess <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I true. mean Ionia is in general is like very spiritually connected to the spirit realm but like it's also a big part of Vistayan culture too so like, there's no reason Lilia can't be a bridge between the spirit realm and... I mean, she's like dreams, but still. They, there's no reason there can't be a champion that has that bridge between the spirit realm and, like, the Vistaya. Yeah. 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 Hmm. All right. Well, Zaya's bio. Yeah, we should get to that. <laughs> uh, the beginning of Zaya's bio is very similar to Akan's. There is mention of the tribal land growing smaller and how the Lahotlan ambassadors here they're given a name though uh, Juloha mm, yeah. Uh, yeah there's a lot of names I know, in these I'm bios so, I'm yeah. like really sorry I'm butchering all of them um, they're constantly uh, betrayed after making treaties there's also uh, a mention of Zaya's father who's saying about Vistayan heroes 
that's all that's mentioned about him. I, I thought that was going to be more important, so I had written it down. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first place they mention the Quinlons, which are uh, just... They're, they're the constructs that humans are making to kind of... Uh, inhibit inhibit magic. the magic they're like little magic dams and i mean yeah Blah. which for the record do we think that like they we don't have a whole lot of information about quinlons other than like the one in the cinematic is made from some sort of ruby material they say but like that's that's basically it about the material that this is made out of like are we thinking that there's some sort of like petrocyte type connection here or like ionia has oh. its very own magic inhibiting materials or like it's not the material at all and they they're special people for making this how how quinlon work that's a good <laughs> fucking question um i will say there in one of the stories i want to say nothing wrong no no a piece of shadow cake um i think they talk about another one and it seems to be just made of stone not that ruby material so i think they can kind of vary um but yeah it's a good question there's a lot of vagaries in regards to a lot of this stuff I'm not as upset about it because it all culminates in feeling like like we're setting up for like a big character arc with Zaya and whatnot. You know? Yeah, and also I feel like Zaya and Rakan don't really know either. They just know they have a name for them and they know what they do, but they pro- we probably have as much information as they do about mm-hmm. the Quinlons is kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, how's your engine work, man? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel Someone it. knows, right? <laughs> Anyway, um, so Zaya was one of her people who said that the Lahotlans should fight back, but the majority of the Lahotlans hid until eventually their land was lost. Zaya became a freedom fighter working alone to kill a lot of people. It's kind of what it's felt like in the bio. We get a little bit more about what she's doing <laughs> in the short stories, but in the bio, which is like, she likes the murdering. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, she works alone thinking she works better alone, you know, and then she meets uh, Rakan. And the rest of the bio is just kind of her point of view in meeting Rakan, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Lone bird behavior. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hmm. Having watched a lot of Andor recently, mm. big Andor vibes, and I fucking loved it. Sure. I love... I also don't watch that show. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I love a good start of a rebellion story. Mm. That's like That's like one of my, you know... In, in, in the zone spots for literature is just a good good rebellion starting. I don't even yeah. need to see how it ends up. I just like to see the, the formation. Gets yeah, me going. When I, when I was listening to the the store or you know, when I was reading slash listening because who likes to read? Bleh. No. But for, <laughs> I do. For real, when, I was going, when I was going through the story, like and every time I heard about like the rebellions, I was just like Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Have you watched Andor? I have not. Dude. My mom is actually like the biggest Star Wars fan, but like I watched the original trilogy, and like most of the prequel, and then like the sequels. But that doesn't really count. I mean, like I don't think this is a hot take at this point. But, like, Andor, probably the best Star Wars content that's come out in, like, the past decade. Super fucking good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember the the hype around The Mandalorian, but I never watched that because, like I said, my mom's a huge fan, so I thought I was going to watch with her. But then, you know, people have other options, so they do those other options. 
We just didn't didn't mesh schedules. Mm. Mm. Also good though, Mandalorian also great. But yeah, I fucking loved Andor. I will say I'm on the spot. opposite. I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum from you, John, because I really like to see what happens when you've done you're done rebelling and you have to actually lead. And I think mm. that's where I'd like to see Zaya's story end up, is because it's really easy where she's at now to uh, to kind of have this sort of really hard line like. You know, this, we ends justify the means, but like, what happens the longer you you keep doing this and start becoming a proper like leader, leader? Because I don't think that's a uh, tenable. And that's why I like yeah. Game of Thrones is because it's all like, here's what happened after the rebellion, and and here's how <laughs> shit fell apart. So, hmm. well, yeah, those those are the bios. Those bios, and yeah. uh, I'm gonna let you guys uh, maybe start the short stories. I'm gonna go run and and get a refill on my wine oh sure but i'll be right back don't don't you can still discuss because we've still got the video running so okay. no dead air uh, uh sure <laughs> okay damn john doesn't come back for the rest of the episode See, john it doesn't bring the bottle down like some people <laughs> anyway let's shit talk john now <laughs> man that fucking guy he's john. so nice what an asshole <laughs> more like trash fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Damn. I> nailed them <laughs> alright what, uh, what do we want to do first um, so there's three short stories two of them are uh, the same event from, but from one's from Zaya's point of view and the other's from Rakan's point of view they're both pretty short I imagine those were their color stories when they came out Yeah, I think so yeah yeah yes. I the, the reason that I know is because I t- in order to you know, hear the stories because, you know, I, I like to listen while I, I'm at my job, but I, they, they were the two stories that were, uh, from like, they were like six years ago, but they're like, uh, they were Necrit channel on Necrit's channel Mm. and like he did the, the reading of those, but he didn't do the one for the, what is it? The shadow cake. Piece it of shit. Yeah. Long one. It's I can really see why long. He didn't read it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, those two. Yeah, I listened to those, and I really liked the, the. It was the perfect way to do a a Zyrakon story where they, like, if you had to do well, if you had to do this type of story with, you know, two cha- champions, like these are the champions to do that. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely yeah. a good way to get to know them and their perspective on everything that's going on. But all, all the stories were really great. I liked all of them. Yeah. I didn't realize Necrit read uh, stories on his channel. That's cool. Yeah, he does read uh, one of them. Yeah, I've been thinking about I've been thinking about reading color stories and putting them on our channel. So. You'd be very sure. good. I, yeah. I <laughs> would definitely uh, listen slash watch those. Right, so. people would Thanks. love it. But Neckway does it. He's probably better. You have a great voice. I will Thank s- you. <laughs> also, like you don't- I love Necro yeah. videos, but you have a you have a better reading stories voice. Yes. I'm just gonna say. Damn, it. get get fucked, Necro. Oh my god, no, no. no. <laughs> he got that wine in him, and he's popping off. It really. He's married to me. He's biased. That's all. Ba- okay. Big see, side note. And this is like this isn't really a spoiler, but there's a character. In ruination, named Nunyo Necrit. Oh, but they, that's great. They only mention his last name of Necrit once, so I feel like that was kind of like a shout out for but sure. Every, but yeah. they, he's a featured is, character in the Ruined yeah. King. 
Oh yeah, he is. <laughs> he is involved. Yeah. His name is Nunyo, and all I can think of is Nunyo Business. Right. Said, yeah, that's Nanya. That. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool, though. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Okay, so uh, the sh- oh, I guess we should do. Is it Pubo? Pubo? I always I always kept Pubo. reading it as Phoebe. Pubo. You can't read it as Pubo. It <laughs> cannot be. Why not? Pubo. Pubo. Prison break. Pubo. 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 We've said Sounds- the word pube too many pubo. times in the pubo. <laughs> it's pubo, not pubo. I don't know. Kind of just makes me think of Teletubbies. Oh. <laughs> Tubby custard. Is that a, if that's not Tinky Winky, Dinky. Tipsy, Tipsy. Lala, no, and Pubo. Go on. <laughs> unsubscribe. <laughs> yes. Yeah, please unsubscribe right now. Uh, anyway, Pubo. Tell us in the comments. Tell us in the comments, what Teletubby are you? <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be a BuzzFeed quiz, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm anyway, the baby son. in the streets and Tinky Winky in the sheets. <laughs> oh my god, we've got to get off Teletubbies. <laughs> Rebecca's definitely trying. Uh, Shh, can't get off them Teletubbies. <laughs> um, god, I fucking hate Teletubbies. That's son. Um, Pubo. <laughs> the prison Pubo break. Prison. The prison break. We'll just call it prison break. I'm calling it Pubo. Sure. Fuck you guys. Uh, by Matt Dunn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did Matt Dunn write the bios too? I don't uh, know. They were not credited. Check. Yeah, this is the one I didn't check. It was the bios. I would assume. like the one I didn't write down, too. It's okay. <sighs> okay. It's Riot's fault, not ours. Yeah. Don't worry. While you go over that, I'll look this up. Already ahead of Okay. Well, Rakan's story is nothing rhymes with tube bow. And if the joke is it's... that pubo does, tube bow, yeah. pubo. I'm right, and you guys suck. You are absolutely right. Yeah. Thank you. So what happened? So do, do, you, want, do you want me to yeah, summarize? Yeah, go, go for wanna... it. Sure. So like, this is this is Zaya's perspective. They're breaking some prisoners out of Pubo, and uh, <laughs> she does a little planning with Rakan. I'm hearing Rakan... it now, you guys. <laughs> I wasn't at first. When oh, I, was I get it. it. I get it. I get like, it yeah. out. Pube. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and they're breaking people out of prison. And it's a prison that the shad- Zed's Shadow Boys. I saw someone <laughs> refer to them as Shadow Nerds. So we'll, we'll go oh, with that. I love that. Because they're going to show up a lot. Yeah. Uh, Zed's Shadow Nerds are, they've got a bunch of prisoners who are Vestayans. And while Rakan does his distraction, Zaya breaks them out. And one of them specifically is referred to as like a. Is it ambassador or it's like some title, some Shoot. moniker? Shoot, I forget. I know it's it's. I, I don't have it written down, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, she breaks them out. They get away. They link. She links up with Rakan. They all escape, and it's it's two of them. It's the ambassador guy. We'll say his ambassador and his his mate. Uh, um, Cole. They get away, Cole? but the Cole is her name. Yeah. <laughs> He is uh, an ambassador. His name's uh, Akunir. Yes, Ak- yes, yeah. There it is. It's somewhere in my notes. I have it written down once, and I cannot find it for the life of me. <laughs> um, Akunir, the ambassador, and Cole—they call a speaker. I want to say at some point. So they're they're some high ups at some point. Akunir has been kind of uh, really respected and been re- very useful in diplomatic uh, interactions in the past. They get away, but the bodyguard, whose name is also somewhere in my notes, uh, who was kind of help like carrying Cole away. 
dies as a part of their uh, it's escape. It's Jurelv. Thank you. Thank you. God damn. <laughs> I love this. I don't even I know mean, why I wrote them down. I'm just looking at the story on the, on the side. <laughs> Genius. Genius opening the story up. <laughs> no, once we once we do the, the episode, we don't open the stories Stunned. ever again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's kind of the aftermath, and Zaya is getting into... She gets into kind of an argument with uh, Akunir, um, because he is saying that, like, hey, we can rely on the kinku the humans are not all aligned it's, they're kind of a, they're a splintered people and the people doing this specifically are zed's shadow nerds and zaya you know being zaya is not having any of it and uh it kind of comes to a head when cole sort of takes zaya's side and is like oh i'm gonna go north and i'm gonna tell our people to get ready for war and then also kind of kind of breaks up with slash divorces almost um Akunir, like on the spot uh, yeah, they really have a great like way of divorce in their land. They're just like, I divorce you. It was like Michael Scott declaring bankruptcy. bankruptcy. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. There's no paperwork, no lawyers. It's just, it's over. That's oh. it, yeah. Um, and so in the wake of that, Zion and Rakan kind of share a moment where they really just reinforce it like, we're not like them and nothing's ever going to get between us in that way. And they kind of just like... You know, have a moment. <laughs> hug is what Mark was just they doing hug. there for the listeners. <laughs> they embrace. He couldn't think of that word. He can't clap. Yeah. He, he's not all over the place today. <laughs> I'm, Although yeah, for I'm, I'm our Patreon up. subscribers, you saw him hug himself. <laughs> <laughs> There's air here. There could be a ghost I'm hugging. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell Sarah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would... I would it. like to mention uh, my favorite line from this story because it's it's making me think of like the you know if if they kill him I will I'll murder you know if he's dead <laughs> I will kill him where yeah. uh, it's like but it goes the extra step where Zaya says I hope my love is okay I know he's going to be okay he'd better be okay or I will force a necromancer to resurrect him so I can murder him myself yeah like, she's got extra, got extra, Zaya. extra dark lines in here I wrote down one of her other ones too where again when she was worried about Rakan she's like I'll, I'll have the still beating heart of anyone who dares harm him as <laughs> who dares harm as much as one of his feathers I'll make a cute beating heart necklace. <laughs> Damn, Natalie, you a crazy chick. <laughs> All right, hon. I'll pretend well, I get SNL that reference, reference for ya. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have as much to say about the Zaya one. I, I, I have a lot more to say about the Rakan one because that was an, a much more entertaining read. I felt like this one was... Neat. There's more. This one is more interesting in terms of like, we don't know a lot of what's going on, but the fact that they're talking about going to the Kinku and there's that they they kind of talk about that in the other story too is interesting yeah. to me. Um, it's 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 I wouldn't have expected that to be even something they would consider. So it's it is neat that that's like. I think in general, I kind of like a little that Riot seems to be aware that like you know maybe there is more of a a way through that is not just. Like what Zaya seems to have in mind. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean the Kinku really are a a bridge between respecting the magic of Ionia while still being mortal, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, some of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you like know. before how you're you're saying how 
Rakan is very much of an outside per- personality and Zaya is very much in her head. Like the story, you know, we got to see Zaya kind of, you know, going over plans in her head. Like she's kind of, you know, like she's a strategist basically. Yeah. And she's kind of this leader of the rebellion in some way. So you get to see her, her, you know, her her feathery cogs moving. <laughs> mm. I will say, John, you are more of the strategist between the two of us. That's the bit of Zaya that I have. That is, yeah. I don't think I had at all. I yeah. act in the moment. <laughs> that's the TFT player in you. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the uh-huh. TFT in me. <laughs> and I'm the ARAM fan. <laughs> all no random, time, baby! No time for thoughts. <laughs> Give me a champ I've never played before. I'm going in. Ultimate bravery! <laughs> I, uh... So I have a bunch of notes on this one, actually. Uh, first, the uh, the the quote here: I pluck five of my feathers and stack them neatly in my palm, holding them in place between my index finger and thumb, ready to send them flying. So, in my head, for so, I just thought she could like shoot feathers. It didn't occur to me the logistics Spider-Man. of her plucking the feathers out of her body to shoot them. That like. Never occurred to me. I don't know why, but it's weird now. Yeah. Like, in the other story, the piece of Shadow Cake one, it kind of sounds like she does kind of manifest them she in She can manifest hand. them. In this yeah. one, she's plucking them. Do you think after a game of League, she's just bald as hell? Which like, <laughs> 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 yeah. hurt. The way I interpreted it is it's kind of like when, like, I could think of, like, Twisted Fate or anybody who, like, has, like, the the card up their sleeve, it just mm. like comes out, <laughs> or like like the like the Spider Man webs, yeah. Kinda, mm. But kinda really, she's like fucking Marrow from X Men, just fucking oh. plucking, taking her own shit out. Yeah. I don't know. You I was thinking like Scorpion. Deep from like, I don't know. Marrow is like a character whose whole <laughs> thing is she has bones protruding from her body, and she oh, she can just pulls on her bones. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> she got bones. Uh, okay. Also, I'm okay. <laughs> she has a quote in here that says, uh, "Pew bones." Hey, <laughs> that sounds like cue bone. <laughs> uh, I've got time to turn this guard into a sieve, which I've heard of turning people into pin cushions. I've literally never heard someone turning someone into a sieve, but I fucking love it. Hmm. Yeah, um, I guess that's a good point. For people out there who don't know what a sev is, not me. <laughs> what is one? <laughs> it's the you know the baking thing where you sift. Uh, you know, you it's like a sift. Like, oh, yeah. I always call that a sifter. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I've worked in multiple bakeries, by the way. We've always just called that a sifter. <laughs> I always think of using it for liquid rather than. You can use it for liquid um, too, like a strainer. Oh, I yeah, use it for powdered yes. sugar to make my cookies look Christmassy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like. Like, you know, when you see in, like, I don't know what, what show or movie it'd be in, but, like, where they have to, you know, uh, filter, like, the, the fresh water from the pond or something, they put the cloth over it. Gotcha. It's like a makeshift sieve. A cheesecloth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She should have said that. I'm going to turn this motherfucker into a cheesecloth. <laughs> cheese <cloth. laughs> I'm, I'm going to turn this motherfucker into cheese. Swiss cheese. Now, well, I'm hungry. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> There's another logistical thing in here that I had never considered. Uh, so 
she has the quote, I throw another handful of feathers, shaping them into blades mid-flight. And, like, I don't know why my dumbass thought that, like, her blades were just sharp all the fucking time. And she was just walking around with razor blades on her body, giving Rakan hugs and shit. But that's what I thought. Sure. Makes way more sense that she just uses magic (laughs) mid-flight to turn them into blades. Which they they do talk about a lot more in the other story where she turns one of her feathers into, like, an actual sword as opposed to just a tiny little dagger. But, like... Hadn't occurred to me at all until I read that quote. <laughs> so you, yeah, so you're telling me that Zaya is a bird and not, in fact, a porcupine, right? <laughs> or a pangolin, even. That's what John was picturing this yeah, whole time. One hundred percent. What? Except, like, not a real porcupine either. I was imagining that mm. what people think porcupines do, which is just throwing their quills at you. <laughs> okay. okay, hear me out. What if Zaya was Ramus? <gasps> I love it. Does it. explain. Nothing, but it Zayas. is cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Z- <laughs> Zaya does have a quote to Ramus where she's like, is it really okay? <laughs> That's fantastic. Love it. Um, I'm like, me too. Me too, Zaya. Me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> it's not okay. Thank you for asking, actually, Zaya. <laughs> Nobody ever asks how Ramus is doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh... All right. uh, she has a very cool uh, cool guys don't look at explosions moment in this story too where she says uh, I turn my back and with a snap of my fingers my quills tear free of the corpses behind the acolyte and fly back towards me so there's like this one acolyte alive after she's fucking murdered his uh, platoon of fellow acolytes and he's like I'll stop you myself like a fucking idiot mm. and she just turns around and calls her bullshit back and yeah. turns him into a, a sev or cheesecloth, yep. mm-hmm. as it were. Yep. <laughs> I mean, just uh, in like the gameplay perspective, that's like one of the f- fun, f- most fun things you can do. Where you like send all your feathers out, and then the you know it's like a melee champion is chasing you, and then like you're running away, and they think they've got you, but then you just pull the feathers back, like <laughs> like annihilate them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another quote here, and this is a recon quote technically. But it's, you know, to Zaya in this one. Where, you know, because Zaya, Zaya fucking hates humans. We've, we've talked about it a little bit. No, no redeeming humans. All humans suck. Um, and the... Oh, actually, this isn't a recon quote. This is, this is the... This is the... Um, like you know, the other dude. Yeah. Sure. Um, but he says, uh, humans are a splintered race, Zaya, when trying to explain that, like, you know, they're not all awful. And, like... I feel like in real life, this is really tough for me to remember sometimes because I do feel like people are garbage a lot of the time. Um, But, you know, there are tons of good ones. Um, But also if AI took over and they decided that all humans needed to be eliminated, I'd also get it. Like, I'd understand. You know that includes, like... Your me, daughter. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. Mark, I'm gonna fuck about her. Talk about me. Fucking fuck Poppy. You know what it means? Me, John, me, Mark, your bestie. Yeah. I, I remember this reminds me of something I heard where people are just they were discussing like what you do in apocalypse and stuff. And like if you really think about it, you kinda just most people would just probably like just accept it and die. Yeah. Because most people don't have, like, the people who are preparing for the apocalypse and they're, like, storing guns and shit, like, nah, man, you gotta learn how to farm. Just (laughs) watch an episode of Doomsday You gotta know how to sew. (laughs) 
You gotta know how to make an underground bunker. <laughs> I think you gotta know how to make a podcast. You That's gotta hey. know how to make a podcast. We're gonna make it, baby. Hey. <laughs> One right, singularity, that's all we need. We're like an hour in and we barely touched on Zion. Right? I've got another quote here. Oh my God, John. Okay, fine. All right, we talked about the divorce thing, you know, <laughs> where Cole says, uh, I forsake my claim to you. I forsake your claim to me. That I which, That is, I guess, better than me yelling, I divorce you. But Which, for the record, I love that she got half of his guards in the divorce. That mm. was great. <laughs> she did. She did. Half his guards were like, mm. uh, <laughs> I'm going to um, go with her. But a bit of a bit of uh, info about Vestayan cultural relationship and marriage rituals. Uh, so their culture is big on declarations. Uh, symbolically, when you declare something, it becomes true. With Vestayan magic, mm-hmm. um, these sort of declarations form kind of like a weak charm. Um, so reinvoking it maintains its status and makes others aware. So people who are kind of married are kind of in a continual like, oh, I am, I am choosing to continue to commit to you. Um, and from a human's perspective, they're not like married or engaged, but they would self-describe as a couple. Um, so you're declaring someone your companion is essentially the equivalent to you allowing your magic to intertwine with them, hmm. kind of avatar style. So they really <laughs> would just yell, "I declare." They bankruptcy. really would, and that's, that's how. <laughs> and then they're bankrupt. <laughs> that makes so much sense now. Like just looking at the story again, especially the the like the last line where uh, Zaya tells her to repeat the we are not like them mm, like yeah. it's a declaration of like not just assurance but like you know there's some power there yeah, yeah. that's true that's true and it makes like, sense there like I guess their initial declaration of each other I said it, it says in their bio it was during a tavern brawl <laughs> I was like, did they get married during a tavern brawl? How does this work? <laughs> Apparently, Is that like short a ceremony. casino wedding? The heart wants what the heart wants. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, all right. Well, I guess we can move on to the tubo one now. Nothing rhymes with tubo. Yep. Except um, tubo. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Too low. Yeah. Uh, so it's the same story. It's from Rakan's perspective, um, and it's inside his head. And it's—I mean—the summary essentially is the same. I don't think there's much else to discuss yeah. in that regard. Um, but the writing is a lot of fun because Rakan is m- like massive scatterbrain, like ADHD ramped to eleven type situation. Like I don't know what how best to describe it, but like his train of thought is just all over the map. Yeah, John oh, yeah. and I found it a little too relatable. <laughs> yeah, yeah <I> like. <laughs> <laughs> Re- reading this and thinking to myself like man that's how i think and then reading the the dev kind of behind the scenes and they're like oh yeah we specifically wrote rakan to have adhd I'm like is this how i find out i have adhd <laughs> fuck yeah no that's definitely where i was at too i i felt like i read it somewhere or maybe yeah i think i think i like read like you know rakan fun facts so like Sorry if I'm taking the job from you. I know you do it. Well, I mean, I didn't. I just read whatever was online. But, no, I read like that, and I was like, maybe I am like him. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, it was. He's just I, like I do, me. I do this exact fucking shit. I would say the most relatable is when Zaya is trying to explain the plan to him, and he more than once is like, ah, oh, fuck, listen, she's been talking forever. Don, I do that to you all the time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You'll be like telling me about something work related, and I'm just smiling and nodding at you. And then three minutes later, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I should listen to him. He's still talking because I have not been listening <laughs> I to, do that to you all the time. <laughs> okay, great. We're just talking oh. at each other all the time. Yeah, just all the. <laughs> Poppy's screwed. She She's gonna start talking and none of us are gonna be listening to each other. <laughs> That's okay. That's why we work. We don't mind. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to talk. So, you know? Yeah. It helps. I mean, it's like, you know, like a I don't know how how much percent, but there's a little bit more percent chance that one of you will hear it versus just you know, one uh, person. That makes me feel so much better. You're You'd right. You'd think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> no, shut up, Mark. <laughs> Fuck you, Mark. Yeah. Fuck you, Mark. Know. This is why the That's AI why is going to take you over. <laughs> take me over specifically? You what a waste. What a waste of AI. <laughs> I have a quote oh, here. This is a Rakan quote. Okay. Just to just to kind of uh, give an example of kind of his, yeah. his mind. Uh, Each wood-woven home probably has a whole family inside it. There, mortals are born, die, and most importantly, create new songs. Probably with harps and drums. Maybe flutes? I should make a reed flute later. First, I need to fluff my cloak. Did I remember to clean my feathers? God, the town below must have an inn. A bottle of wine would be great right now. Rakan, Zaya says. Crap, she was telling me the plan. <laughs> I focus back on her face, on her crooked smile. The sunset's last rays reflect in her eyes. I love her eyelashes. I want to repeat it back to me. Uh, something in the monastery. She was, uh, I rendezvous with you at, uh, no, I've already lost the thread. <laughs> you know, I was just watching It's Always Sunny last night before bed, like I always do. And it was um, the Being Frank episode. And there's a part at the yeah. beginning. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. <laughs> Where, from Bank's perspective, they're going over a plan, and he's not listening because he's trying to remember one of their names, and that was... <laughs> it sounds like this, and it was just the most relatable shit. Oh, if people talk for more than 30 seconds, I'm done. I'm lost. I don't know what you're saying anymore. Which is rough in, like, a an podcast. hour and a half long podcast. <laughs> we yeah, break right. it up. We break it up. You're not, no one's yeah, talking yeah, yeah, continuously yeah. for 30 seconds, yep. except when you fucking do the AUs. You're just listening to me blather on twice. I get <laughs> <Yeah>. it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, shit. But, yeah, super entertaining. You know what else I liked is at the end, they get to that kind of more somber moment. And I liked some of, like, how he's a little more... Like, for example, he talks about, like, oh, like, Zaya's she's mad now but she kind of hides it and she'll kind of feel it all later when she thinks I'm asleep and stuff like yeah. that and I'll, I'll help her then you know like he's just so in tune with um, you know yeah. kind of where she's at I liked um, mm-hmm. I like how he understands was kind of like that too he understands how she has to mourn and mm-hmm. and gives her time to process it, which is really important. That's another way in which I am like Zaya. I would never mourn in front of other people. And Absolutely she understands not. that with him during her story, too, when she's like, oh, he's going to be really upset that that dude died. Like, I'm going to give him some time to process yeah. this. Yes. Yeah. She's like, he takes it hard like he always does. Stuff like that. You know, it's like, it, it, I like it. Like, they're very clear sort of understanding of like, yeah, that's just how you, how what that person needs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I so. love the description of him fighting in this story. Like, all of his fight descriptions are great. And, like, it, ironically enough, because he's fighting, like, shadow ninjas, basically, the description of... Shadow nerds, Sean? Shadow, shadow nerds. nerds. Sorry, sorry, sorry. 
<laughs> Unfortunately, that doesn't work for this description I'm about to give. Oh, shit. But okay. the, the style of fighting he's using against them is straight up ninjutsu. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all like slipping just out of sight, ending ending behind them, using their momentum against them. It's very, uh, he's very much using ninjutsu against these ninjas, which is great. Yeah, Rakan is secretly um, submitting his application to them. Yes. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> yes. He would hate how he looked in black. That's true. true. Yeah. They would make him wear a shirt for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Cover up those nips, Rakan. <laughs> These nips gotta fly Take free. Someone's eye <laughs> uh, that's just John making a declaration about the world that was the other Rakan. <laughs> uh, All right. Uh. I like a quote here, too. Uh, so one of the guards um, is like, surrender yourself. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm distracting you. <laughs> <laughs> I do he like looks that. at me confused. I'm going to slap him next. <laughs> <laughs> it is good. It's also the two bows, by the way, are guns. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Bows are yeah. guns. I do like yeah. the consistently getting descriptions of human things from the Vestayan. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, especially him. Yeah. Um, Funny enough, also, they are... Oh, I'll go for it. No, sorry. Go ahead. Is it, no, I think it's... Never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. I was just going to say, I, I like this. We get this a little bit in the Zaya story, but I feel like it's more emphasized in Rakan's story when um, when Akinir, when Cole is basically like, you know, I'm going up north, basically, we're, we're done. Mm. Um Akinir steps forward and he's gonna grab her and be like no mm. and Rakan just steps right between them and it specifically says in the Rakan one like I could say something here but like nah I'm just gonna stare at him instead I feel like that'll be more effective he just like mm. fucking squares up and stares him down he's like <laughs> and shakes his head <laughs> fucking manly as hell sure any other thoughts on Nothing Rhymes with Tubo? No. No. I think we can bump over to the, the other one, the yes. Shadow Cake. And this one, new author, Odin Austin Schaefer. Yeah. Yeah. Just, um, I, I will say, like, for, <laughs> before we start, um, we have problems sometimes with multiple authors, but they're very clearly still Zion Rakan here, which I think could be because there's have such a clear, they have clear personalities at the start. Yeah. Which is credit to Matt Dunn for sure for that one. But yeah. Yeah. That's a good call out, honestly, because I, like you said, sometimes we find it and it's like, eh, these pieces don't fit, but like these fit very neatly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. Very recent mm-hmm. example. All right. So this is really long. I have tried to summarize <laughs> it in my notes as effectively as I can, um, but y'all might I might miss things or y'all help out. It's okay. Um, but it, it opens mid-action. Zion and Rakan are actually working to destroy a Quinlan, and they do. They're successful, and it's it's kind of a, a very celebratory moment. Um, and there's this moment where, like, the magic floods back in, and all of a sudden, like, the Vestayan they're helping can fly where they couldn't before. They start floating in the air, and they can change their feathers and stuff, so the magic really has a significant effect on them. Um, but they're kind of called, like, they're kind of called to help another Vestayan group whose name is somewhere in my notes. I'm not going to go worry about it. <laughs> another set of Vestayans. Um who they've lost access like the, the Quinlan has been taken and it's being used by the shadow nerds and they're doing extra bad stuff with it and what kind of comes out through Zaya interacting with the elder of this group is that like 
this group of Vestayans has been working with this set of monks, uh, and, and they've been peaceful for a long time, and they're trying to kind of work with the monks to get a hold of this temple again. Um, Zaya's not all about that, but they're willing to help. They go down into the city, and uh, it's full of shadow nerds, and they have to kind of sneak their way in, and there is this one shadow guy who has, like, he has, like, the ability to kind of see th- magic. It would be the best way to describe it. <clears throat> He's on the lookout for Yordles and uh, and Vestians, and he does spot them out. There's a small chase sequence, but they are kind of they're a, they're kind of squirreled away by this human that Rakan kind of puts a little trust into, and it turns out she is the I guess leader. They gave some title Abess or whatever, which I'd never seen before, and I didn't Google it. Um, but she's like the leader of what's left of this monk order, and they seem pretty chill. They seem to definitely understand at least to a degree Vestians and their culture. They don't have it 100, percent but they're trying. Um, Zaya wants to go in without them and I guess something that kind of happened at the end of the, the first part of the story is when they destroyed that Quinlan, really great for the science, it also destroyed the Ionian town that was nearby like every, everything's just fucking destroyed and people are probably dead it, so it is going to fuck this city up um, when they destroy this Quinlan that the that Zed's boys are using um, but they go to go do it they use what little bit of the Vestayan group that they're helping as a, a distraction. They get in, and then we kind of essentially just get into the cinematic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where just be for they, beat. <laughs> yep. They, they, it's the cinematic. They they fight. Zion and, and Zed fight, and they destroy the Quinlan, and it does restore a bunch of stuff, and uh, Rakan is like, well, I would like to go run and see if I can help that monk lady and help them kind of get out because shit's going to be fucked, and Zaya had already kind of told her uh, because if Rakan trusts her, then you know he tends to be right about these kinds of things. So she kind of put that trust in Rakan to tell these people what was going to happen. Um, that was a great moment. I loved that. Yeah. Character growth. It was a good reflection when Rakan didn't quite know the plan. Um, <laughs> but he went with it anyway. And he said, because uh, Zaya knows about those kinds of things. Yes. And then the story yeah. ended. With Zaya saying, well, you know about these kinds of things, <laughs> mm-hmm. people and, and how they work. <clears throat> there was a quote from Zaya very early on in the story that was just like literally you anytime you make a fucking decision. Oh. And it. <laughs> well, I gotta hear it. She like made a plan and then she thought to herself, uh, this is a ludicrous plan based on some idiotic circus move I saw Rakan perform. I knew I shouldn't have used it. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Cause <laughs> the second guessing, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah and uh, two things quick. The first thing is like how they had the beginning, like I don't know, section with the one uh, Keenlon, and then the, but it was like kind of short, and then we had the second one that was longer because of the 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 shadow nerds. <laughs> but I think they they actually call me Yanlei. Yeah. Which is like, oh, I guess, yeah. The, yeah. the Vestayan yeah. name for them. But, it, like, the first half, it felt like in, I don't know, like, I can't pinpoint a specific show, maybe like Firefly or one of those, like, space rebel shows where, like, in the beginning of the episode, they have, like, a short planet mission and then like they go off to do the real stuff where they just have, like, a little montage in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like the cold open. Guy. Yeah, <laughs> right. 
it's literally yeah. episode one of Firefly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. With the with the short spaceship mission where they get caught, and then it ends with the you know the handoff on the the cowboy planet. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm... then the uh, other thing is, I one of the parts that it like just really caught me is the whole thing with the uh the vestia like they have songs when they do different things like uh how the vestia have a song when they cook yeah yeah like i thought that was so interesting that's very cool and like not even just a song while they cook but like specific it's, songs depending on what they're cooking what you're making and it, yeah. yeah it like affects the like there is like some sort of magic to the song yeah so there's like there there's a song for stone flower bread that yeah. Khan immediately like was like all right and like you know it's close you, you, it's close you didn't use the right song but like <laughs> you know the heart was it's, there so yeah. it doesn't yeah. suck that bad <laughs> <laughs> and then he eats like five loaves. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, he asks a lot of, for chocolate. There's a lot of details like that that I really liked here. I thought that the depiction of the that shadow order guy who was like because he see Dude. he's seeing magic and he spots them out and he is like using a bell to like shoot waves of magic at them, but it's just it only kind of seems to go through the spirit realm. So he's like casting these sort of weird invisible spirit realm magic waves down alleyways and it's it's really cool it's that a really shit was neat terrifying. thing yeah it's, it's it's a really cool cool thing there's a lot of bits like that uh in yeah. here that i thought were really uh really neat to see yeah i have, I have some quote i have a, a quote from that part specifically too so it said like on a tower made out of cut and dead trees and the man stood in burgundy robes from his eyes, a strange darkness emanated, and he held an ornate brass bell which uh, misted a dark vapor. He's looking for Vestaya and Yordles, Rakan said with certainty. Zaya grabbed Rakan's arm and pulled him into an alleyway as the mage screeched with a horrific sound. He had seen through their disguises. Horns of alarm blared from the walls, answering the mage's cry. Which, like, it reminded me... I don't know how many fucking... I don't know how many of you have seen this. This might be too deep a cut. But, like, fucking Return to Oz. <laughs> if y'all have oh, seen that oh, shit. I know exactly what you're talking the about. Hallway like the hallway scene where, like, all of the all of the severed heads in the hallway all wake up at the same time and they just scream. That's the vibe I got from this fucking scene. I, I just got kind of, like... um, I don't know, like, lockdown amber alert type vibes where it's like whoop 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 <laughs> yeah mm. but also like the whole I liked how you know they had one uh of the shadow nerds you know he had like some special ability but it wasn't like he was the leader he just felt like he was like it's it's sort of like in the video games where you'll get like a slightly upgraded version of a of a normal enemy, like a mini like, boss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's the like, one asshole is... patrolling the camp with an actual yeah. trumpet, and you're like, oh, fuck. like this. <laughs> this is an enemy, but this is a normal enemy. But now he has spikes. Yeah. 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 There's, there's there's a lot that I was liking in this. Um, 
Rakan has a lot of fun moments. Again, I think I, I was really into Rakan through a lot of these these things where like she gives him this outfit and he's like, This cloak is gray. It's not even a color and then he snaps a twig off a branch and throws it and, like that's how he's angry. <laughs> that was his little temper tantrum. Yeah. <laughs> it was really cute. We see um his anger in this story again too, which they I feel like we haven't really seen since his bio. They may mention of him like getting really angry and there's a moment when they're speaking with the tribe and i don't remember his name What's don't his worry name? i've got it written Levica? down Levika <laughs> is like really saying some shit to zaya and like threatening her and he just like starts prowling the edges like a lion like he snaps into place mm-hmm. and starts pacing all around them like his whole demeanor changes and then he literally jumps up on the place where Lavika is sitting and says do you want me to slap you off that rock <laughs> <laughs> and what's- he's like oh shit I, di- I didn't i didn't mean any disrespect and he says my lady speaks wisdom, fool, and she speaks only the truth. Listen and watch your tone, or we're going to have a problem. <laughs> yeah, he gets mad. And what I thought was interesting is that Lavika was really saying, like, you know, we've worked with the mortals here for a long time. We've let them have this Quinlan here. And Zaya was like, well, too fucking bad. We need to destroy the Quinlan. It might kill all these humans you're working with. And Rakan, I feel like, would maybe be a little bit on... Understanding of where Levika's coming from here, but he still defended Zaya in that moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot I like about what's going on with them. I like that. Right. That's the thing I'm saying. Is like, I'm Riot's building trust with me because, like, it would be really <laughs> easy to just make this. It would be easy to just make this like, oh yeah, Syracon absolutely in the right. Don't even worry about it. But it's like, no, nah, it's kind of fucking some shit up a little bit. You know, it's like it's a little I more mean, of a nuanced problem you know what i mean they, they disagree with each other about a lot of these yes, big things yeah. but they still greatly respect each other which is what a couple would do <laughs> mm-hmm. and they're not disagreeing to the point of i don't know they're still on the same page about a lot of the really really big things which that's also really important for a relationship to work but yeah yeah, yeah now yeah. thinking yeah. about it i really like how the whole vestian uh shadow order conflict it's like the i feel like it's the perfect level of it's not like too large that it's you know like Mm. the threat of the void Mm -hmm. but it's also localized yeah it's not too you know it's not like the whole shreeman or darken but it it's not like it's not quite as small as like you know like jinx (laughs) Where, yeah. where it's very central. You know, it has, like, this bigger range, but it doesn't feel so macrocosmic that it's, like, totally out of the... It's, like, not, you know, a looming threat like the Watchers. It's, like, yeah. something that's actually mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was thinking that. To to them, this is very world-ending, right? Like, this is this is their world. This is a really, really big deal. And I was thinking about it when I was reading their stories. Like, they don't even know about Viego and everything <laughs> that happened there, do they? <laughs> they don't know about the Void. Like, I mean, how do you... maybe if they, if they were around the Placidium when... The uh, fair. Viego showed up. 
Um, yeah, who knows? But how would the Void even fit into this, you know, at, at this point, the Vestayan are fighting to take their land back. If there is a Void event, it, a portal opens up here and Void creatures start pouring out. <laughs> like, Sure. I mean, you know, I, I completely agree with, <clears throat> with what you're saying, like, and I like it too because it is, it's all intermingled with existing factions and their own kind of conflicting wants and desires and yeah. I, I like a nice thorny situation where there's no like clear right answer and it requires nuance and you know what else is like man Zaya and Aurelia would be so fun to get together because they're both these kind of fledgling <laughs> leaders and they don't know the right way through and they've got these ideas and they're they're kind of in these weird almost opposed positions but they still are like have bigger things that they're opposed to and I think a second invasion of Ionia from Noxus would be the great catalyst to get all of this stuff that's figured true. out. I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think Rakan would help Shen be less boring. <laughs> oh. ah, that's a great. big task. Big task. Like, <laughs> yeah. but you're he, right. <laughs> maybe he'll let him let loose a little, or you know, he'll he'll uh, have some banter with Kenan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like they'd get along. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Also, yeah. I feel like in general, the this story gave a way fucking better idea of the scope of the Order of Shadow than any of the Order of Shadow like people we've talked yeah. to so far. Like yeah, that's, to, that's, that we had on the, the like, That's the term I was looking for. <laughs> the scope of the the conflict is very yeah. Like nuanced. I don't know what the fuck is that. Like we we know what. Zed has done from you know Akali and and Ken. Uh, and I don't know. Shit. We're not at the Z's yet. <laughs> I know we're not at the Z's yet. <laughs> Luckily, the Zed comic. <laughs> we have read that <laughs> like eight times. times. <laughs> but I feel like the Zed comic gave us like shit about what he's actually up to. And in this story, we're finding out that like, and this one and the last one, we're finding out like the Order of Shadow has prisons where they're actually keeping like. Vestaya dignitaries and shit like that. They have entire cities that are protected using twisted shadow magic that kind of combines with nature magic that like forces nature to do shit that it doesn't want to do. I mean, they've got Quinlans where they're harvesting the natural magic of the world to create more shadow ichor to power their own kind of shadow magic. Like, this is a lot of. This is a lot of shit that they've got going on that isn't even touched on <laughs> yeah. in the other comics. Yeah. Like I feel I don't know if anybody else gets this, but when I think of the the Shadow Order, they just make me think of like the hand from exactly. Daredevil or the the foot the from foot Teenage from. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> those are like the same thing basically. Yeah. No, Something that's like yeah. Turtle, you're right. Mm-hmm. The one's blind. Yeah, and I think it's interesting to me because I feel like Riot has done a lot to try and make Zed a little bit more of a sympathetic villain, like for, in the Zed comic, for example. Um, so it's it's really interesting to me that they still have so much of this kind of really evil shit going on. You know what I mean? It's like, don't get me wrong, I'm the the, the villain is the capital part of like that sympathetic, sure, but it's it's like I said, I kind of like it because I can see why the Shadow Order would be, and the Navori Brotherhood and all them would be doing all this crap in order to fuel what they think is the right thing to do, even though it's obviously, you know, wrong and fucked up, right? It's like, I like people doing things that they think are right in this way. You know, it's fun. Yeah. My my main complaint with this whole story is the fact that Zion Rakan 
snuck up to the last Quinlan um, through the forest when it's very clearly described that the forest is nothing but basically like gray landscape. Mm. They do say they tried their that. they tried their best to hide themselves, um, yeah. and they've got they've got a distraction. They've got a feint going on. I'll give it to them. And even then, they get spotted. You're My too colorful. Com- <laughs> yeah, that is true. My biggest complaint is that they kind of spark notes it at the end because they're like, "Well, there's a cinematic, so we'll just kind of." Like, <laughs> the first two thirds are real have a, like a, a density, and then like the last bit's a little bit like, and then Rakan, you know, like, and he's here, you know, like it's. I yeah. forgive them because they got a video, but I was gonna say they they didn't need the last bit there because they do have yeah. the video. Like it, it's all kind of one one cohesive bit like i don't think there's a whole lot of other instances where we have lore that literally like does beat for beat what a cinematic is doing like they could have cut the story off a little bit earlier i will say it would have it would have we wouldn't have gotten the ending where we find out that like zaya tipped off um the people ahead of time which i really like but i don't know i don't know if it's worth you know, I think you can get that in there. They can share that <laughs> yeah. information before they go to go fight the Zed boys. You know, yeah, it's like, that's true. Yeah, yeah, there was there was a way to do it. They didn't have to just. I had that exact same thought. Cinematic. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Only other thing, um, she calls the rifles that they're using at the very start of this Kashuri rifles, uh, which might sound familiar because that's where Jin gets his shit. So, oh. so something, something. Yeah. How would a running with Jin look? That would be so fun. Yeah, <laughs> Jin spices up anything though. You put him anywhere, right. and it'll be fun. But <laughs> Jin think... and Rakan interacting yeah. somehow—they're such big personalities. Oh, yeah, they'd you both are right, be con- having a conflicting uh, methods of art. Yeah, Rakan, Rakan is song and yeah. dance, and Jin is more uh, blowing people's face into blossoms. <laughs> <laughs> Both legitimate, I guess. Yeah. And what I mean, is like, art, man? It's interesting because I and Rakan do kill a lot of people, but I think they'd be quite horrified with Jin's right obsession because mm-hmm. they don't murder. like. Yeah, they. I feel like they're when they kill people, it's like in service of something. Like the goal yeah. is never to kill people; the goal is always something else, and yeah. then the people get in the way. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Jin, like the goal is just to kill people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a uh, that's Canon Zaya and Rakan. Yeah, Didn't took an hour more. and a half. It was great. We did it. We did it. They got uh, a lot. You know, they're dense. They did. Yeah. I but I will say like they are they're my favorite we've uh, we've read in a long time. I thought I think they did such a good job with all of their stories. Yeah, like, the the voices mm-hmm. in these are are great. The the interactions the two of them have are great and like obviously like I feel like Rakan is more fun to read but I feel like even the Zaya bits like they're very true to Zaya like they they um, they weren't boring for me they were just different um, but Man. yeah I, th- I thought they nailed like fucking everything here yeah it's such a good dynamic between the two of them and the stories they just you know I think if we had like a story I mean we like we have this the twin stories that are kind of from both perspectives but they're still both in it so I feel like if we had a you know singular stories where one's only Rakan one's only Zaya we'd lose a lot in like the writing aspect and just 
the character personality as a whole. So I definitely feel they are best served as a as a pair. Yeah, (laughs) I think we get enough of uh, in their bios. We do get a little bit of who they were before they met each other. Yeah, and like. Yeah, because yeah, cause, I mean, obviously they're they're their own people, but they're very much just so intertwined with each other that, mm-hmm. like, at this point, yeah, it would it would feel awkward having a story that was just one or the other. <laughs> like they yeah. they kind of need each other to flesh out the 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 whole picture. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a really significant thing to try and do that. Which, mm. I mean, it's like they're they're splash arts. Where exactly. <laughs> you look at you look at like one character's how it's like kind of focused on the one. It's like okay, that's cool. But then you look at the whole thing and it's like such a dynamic piece. I'm saying yeah. dynamic a lot, but it's okay. <laughs> no, it's you know, it's especially I as much as I don't like the skins themselves, I really like the what's it's like the the cosmic. Mm, yeah, is it like ones. yeah, where they're, it's uh, like event it's horizon like a, event, yeah, where it's like the ones in like the bottom right and the others in the top left mm-hmm. just has this like really cool cor- sort of yin yang thing. Yeah, but it's I, very cool. But I see them less as like a yin yang and more that they're they're meshing. The creation of man. all right yeah well i mean thank you so much for joining us today lack yeah Um, thank you thank you guys this was a lot of fun yeah it was great to have you um if people want to you know find you online do you do you have any sort of uh socials or anything you want to you want to plug Alrighty. well i mean i'm in the discord particularly the team fight tactics channel because that's that's what i do mainly because i'm bad at league so just you know if you want to talk to me pin me there ping me there but uh for like the the two percent of women listening to this podcast and the one percent being rebecca uh just you know hit me up in the dms if you're anything like zaya <laughs> um, no, but uh, my my league name is Flare Knight seventy nine, knight like uh, knight in shining armor. So if you ever see me in a game of TFT, see a uh, Ember Inkling Inktails Aushin, that's probably me. <laughs> and so you know, maybe you'll beat me, beat me, you won't. Please let me beat you so I can gain LP. <laughs> and you have it. That's me. Thank you guys so much. Can't wait to hear the episode when it comes out. And my butt hurts because this is a very uncomfortable chair, but it was well worth it. <laughs> well, it Thank you for your sacrifice. You. Go, uh, go take a walk around. Yeah, I will <laughs> do. Just we'll legs do. out. Right. Oh, have a good one. All right, later. Too. Bye-bye. I'm going to pee my pants. Hang on. Let me go pee. Okay. <laughs> pee break. Pee break for me. I'm not stopping the recording. I know. No, I'm not either. This is... We're gonna, um... (coughs) So, uh... How about... Um... That... 
weather, right? <laughs> I've not been outside at all today. I don't know what's, what's happening out there. <laughs> you know, it's, it's foggy here. It, oh, it's dude! It has been Silent Hill here. Let me tell you, <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I mean, I I cannot believe we did not get like any fucking. We got snow once this entire fucking December. Right? No snow. I, I think we're still gonna get it. It's still gonna come, but you know, I mean, we didn't get any December snow. Fuck! I kind of hope like it's so. Gonna snow straight into March. <laughs> Man, you're probably fucking right. I, shit. <laughs> you know what? I don't want any fucking snow. None of this. Right? It's, it's like worthless. Late. If it's <laughs> not snowy at Christmas, fuck you. <laughs> just <laughs> skip it and you just go to fucking spring, right? Yeah. Like, right? Fuck it, you man. can just keep your bullshit. I don't care. What are you yelling about? Snow? <laughs> More like, so no. More like no, am I right? Is it snowing? No, no that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Now Jesus. I have to pee, so now you get oh. to talk to Mark. Okay. I'm so, <laughs> so uh, how about how about that uh that weather? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I hope we get snow. I'd love some snow. We were just complaining about it. I think we we will, but it will be like punishment snow. It'll be March snow. That's what we're gonna get. That is just what John said. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're just having the Don't, same fucking conversation. <laughs> yeah, I know. Don't I'm fucking so put that. Don't put that evil. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <sighs> we always get March snow now. I feel like. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fucking fan. I was just complaining about it. It's fucking booty. Well, I'm sorry the 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 baby was being such a pain. On I mean, you know, it it happens, but. Oh, I on think all she's episodes. okay. She's moving around a lot more. Like right now, she's sideways in her crib, and like her feet are <laughs> pressed against the bars. I'm just watching her. She's still sleeping. But sometimes she gets herself like caught sideways and she gets all pissed off and you have to go fix mm. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. You were telling me that, that she got like one of them wedged in the bar. Was it right? Like in between the bars? Or... Yeah, because she's moving around a lot more, but she's so bad at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no offense, Poppy, if you're listening to this. In Fucking the babies, man. Fucking babies. <laughs> she can roll one way, not the other. Fucking figure it out, man. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, we were like, I was like, I had not set up, and we were also dealing with 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 you know with stuff, and it was just like, I'm sorry, I was so late. I was just like, it's okay. I, I, it just takes a little bit longer to set up. I'm just not quite used to like doing it all. So yeah, babies are tough. All right. Yeah. That, all right. Too. Cinematics. I heard you talking about March snow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Just as a point of order, they do have old bios basically the same as the new bios just with like slightly less detail so not okay get into those. not exciting yeah not exciting uh cinematics we got wild magic which is literally just a cinematic that's described in a piece of shadow cake although it is very cool um and i did not notice until this time watching the cinematic that zaya has a nose ring <laughs> never i didn't really either i just <laughs> <laughs> i think the cinematic made me realize it too i've seen this I think more than any other cinematic really? that Riot has done. Yeah, I think um, because that the novel that I wrote, the vampire novel I wrote, that <laughs> I got an agent for, that but isn't getting published um, yet. Uh, the protagonist, she's at a comic con or a comic con like thing, and she dresses up as Zaya. 
in it and also gets into many fights while dressed as Zaya. And so I was trying to like visualize her outfit, especially in action. And so I watched the cinematic a lot. Mm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) Um, They also show up in the Rise cinematic. Uh, Zaya and Rakan are actually massive stone statues in the sky fighting against an Elder Drake as Ambition is approaching his confrontation with Faker. So cool. It's not just a bunch of feathers or something. Yeah, exactly. It's not just feathers (laughs) on the ground. Alright. Quotes. Uh, So, Rakan first. Um, He has a quote that says, The only way to understand magic is to plunge into it, move with it, dance, and dance, which is similar to the quote, the only way to make sense out of a change is to plunge into it, move with it, and join the dance by the British speaker and mystic Alan Watts, whose teachings included philosophies similar to the ones found in Rakan's quotes. Okay. What, man, that's a hell of a pull. Right? So, uh, we are... <laughs> so deep sigh. <laughs> <laughs> We are seen dancing and thought insane by those who can't hear the music. Uh, references a famous quote by uh, Friedrich Nietzsche. Damn. Uh, when I get sad, I stop being sad and be awesome instead. Um, true story. And challenge accepted. Both Barney Stinson quotes from How I Met Your Mother. Oh, Rakan's so much better than Barney. <laughs> yeah, so much better than Barney. <laughs> Both Barney Stinson and the dinosaur. <laughs> Just cover all the bases. Right? Just, Just to make Barney. sure. Those Those are the children's the, programming the references. <laughs> we have babies now. They don't even watch TV yet. They I don't know. Watch, right? Yeah. I watched Barney. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, likewise. <laughs> uh, I've been kicked around since I was born. It's all right. It's okay. I'm staying alive. Is a uh, staying alive <laughs> reference from the Bee Gees. Okay. <laughs> Uh, he has also got a Star Guardian quote that says, uh, just, you know, not a reference to anything. It's just one that I liked. Okay. <laughs> Nico, if you distract me with myself one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Rakan would not hesitate that question of, like, if you found a clone of yourself, would you fuck, would yourself? You fuck yourself? Oh, he would absolutely fuck himself. Rakan would have been I like, s- how do I do that? I said as such in the Nico episode. I, I remember saying that. Yeah. You did. I'm so sorry. I'm just taking your jokes now. Well, maybe not. I mean, yeah, as long as you say it louder, just makes mm. me feel it yeah, makes right. It funnier. <laughs> Rakan would definitely fuck him. You're so right. Screaming it. <laughs> uh, from the Zaya side, she has a quote that says, uh, "Yordles, why did it have to be Yordles?" <laughs> she is, afraid of Yordles. Which is the same. It's just shared quote. She and Ezreal both have that quote. What? And uh, she does. She's not afraid of Yordles. She hates them because she finds that most humans equate, like they don't differentiate between Yordles and Vestaya. They essentially are they're oh. like, oh, they're they're both magic. And she takes that very personally, and so she hates Yordles and humans. Okay. Now. Well, first of all, Zaya, that's kind of fucked up. They hate Yordles for that for what humans think. All right. Well, fuck you, Zaya. That's rude as shit. <laughs> what have Yordles done to you? What has Lulu done to you, Z- All right. Well, I mean, Ken- Kenan works with the humans, so... So? Use whatever that, that word is they use. That slur yeah. that they use. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I forget the which one it is, but yeah, that one. Yeah. 
Um, she and Rakan have a quote. Uh, I love you. I know. Empire Strikes Back reference, folks. So who's saying I know there? Because uh, that sounded like Mark. Okay. Mm. I know. I know. I know. I know you love me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> they have a paired quote where Rakan's like, uh, I want to travel the world with you. And Zaya's like, I want your happiness to evaporate, which is a Parks and Recreation quote uh, between uh, Andy and, uh, um, you know, April. Audrey Plaza at April. April Ludgate. April Ludgate. I don't remember that one. <laughs> that, that is kind of their thing, though, right? The grumpy one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One. Yeah. And we we had a whole thing about, like, oh identify God. whether this is a, uh, you know, Morgana quote or an emo band reference. Sias just got a quote, drop a heart, break a name, straight out Fallout Boy reference to the song Sugar. Okay, Sugar, they don't actually say anything in that song. What? They go down, down, You're like channeling Kid Rock. You're like, bah, with a bah, the bah. Okay. All right, are we ready for a use, folks? Yes. Yeah. Okay, All right. I gotta open them. Starting up, we got Event Horizon slash Cosmic. Uh, vast stardust creatures control the ebb and flow of creation, painting the cosmos with sublime light as their celestial court drifts along the fabric of time and space. Which, you know, is the cosmic-specific lore blurb, different than the Event Horizon lore blurb, which I'd normally yeah. call dramatic for. Yeah, sure. Uh, so this is Cosmic Dawn Rakan, which rhymes... Or um, Cosmic Dawn's Aya, which doesn't rhyme. It does not. <laughs> oh, it doesn't. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, dawn chases dusk beneath the sea, two lovers locked in an endless waltz across the stars. Thus, Rakan is never far behind Zaya, his breaking light glowing always above her shadows. Um, and then Cosmic Dusk Zaya... Dusk beckons the dawn to its embrace. Two lovers locked in an endless waltz across the stars. Thus, Zaya is always a step ahead of Rakan, leading him forever into her arms. And since we got a request to always mention which star constellations the cosmic court is referencing, they are both a Gemini reference for the twins. Mm. Mm. I guess that makes they sense. They are not twins because uh, uh, that'd be weird. Uh, in <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, and there's a short story to go along with this called Ambitions Embrace. Um, this is mostly like the luck story where she goes to fight Thresh and gets fucking rocked. Um, but Zion Rakan are in the cosmic court. They discuss what to do about the growing threat of the Dark Star. That's, that's their role. And next up, we got Eclipse slash Elderwood. Uh, in the beginning, the old gods reigned. So great was humankind's love for them that one dared to make them a part of her flesh forever. She devoured the sun itself, and descending from that empty heaven, inspired her knights to decimate all those that remained. Centuries later, they stand, the only hope against the rising coven's darkness. I don't remember that. Is that no, what that's always been? No, it is not. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. It's a new... Uh, yeah, a lot of... Uh, for the record, a lot of the AU lore blurbs have gotten a touch-up recently. Okay. So. Yeah, they have. Yeah. 
I don't know if it's Rosen or not. I mean, Rosen's been writing stories. I don't know if he's going around touching up the AUs or whether whether he's got an apprentice working, working <laughs> his way towards journeyman or touching up the AUs. But, uh, <laughs> uh, first up, we got Elderwood Rakan. Deep in the shaded canopies of the Elderwood, the Fae Prince Rakan and Princess Zaya hold court over two rival fairy dominions, Star-crossed lovers, uninterested in the affairs of mortals, their playful romance has insulated their people from the horrors befalling the outside world. And then we got Elderwood Zaya, which is, uh, you know, the beginning's very similar. Uh, Though Princess Zaya has seen the darkness of the world beyond, she has chosen to simply adopt its colors for her court rather than confront it. Um, She's a very big uh, uh, Oberon vibes from... Um, Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh. No, I've seen that, but no. <laughs> I'm too stupid, sorry. <laughs> He's the fairy king. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> and next up, we got Thanks, Arcana. <laughs> High above Arcana, the archetypes, living patterns that shape reality itself, struggle to trace their vision upon the chaos below them, the archetypes recruit perceptive citizens of the world below to amplify their hidden patterns. And the more who magnify an archetype's pattern, the more the world reflects their grand design. This is a confusing lore blurb now. Reminds me a lot of the <laughs> the Kiana bullshit. Um, but uh, this one we have Arcana Rakan, which is fun <laughs> to say. <laughs> After two glasses That's of really strong wine. One half of a perpetually incomplete whole, Rakan's fated love was not in the lower world, but among the higher arcana far above. As the two rush to meet betwixt the lands of their birth, fate bubbles and boils over, a roiling sea from which a new order may emerge. And we've got Arcana Zaya, uh... You know, which is uh, basically the same, but instead of the higher arcana, he's in the lower. As she strains to meet the fated Rakan and pull him upwards towards herself, their tension frays and forms discordant knots, setting the stage for something new. I didn't know they got arcana hmm. skins. I like these. Yeah, they're pretty cool. I, I would I've seen not know. Game. I would not know that was Zaya though. I need her feather cape. You know, you really do. That's kind of that their one thing. Sorry. Yeah. Next up, we got Be Mine, set in a world where romantic, where romance dominates. Got, to be fair, that's not my fault. The lore blurb literally says where romantis dominates. Okay. And I just copy and pasted it, and reading it back, it was very confusing to my drunk brain. <laughs> set in a world where romance dominates, each of the champions wear romantically themed attire. Uh, first of all, we've got Sweetheart Rakan. Love is in the air, and this time Rakan has a plan. He swears. This time. It will definitely, almost absolutely, certainly happen. He's thought about every poetic phrase, every dreamy dance move, but still he can't decide on what the perfect gift would be. Chocolates or flowers? Both. Both. And we've got sweetheart Zaya. Some say Zaya is lucky to have found true love. Her feathers captivate the soul, filling one's heart with passion and romance. That is, if you're Rakan. If you're not Rakan, Zaya's feathers cut right through the heart, leaving nothing but unrequited feelings and tables for one. 
Okay. <laughs> there you have it, folks. If you want to find true love, be Rakan. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Oh, God. Just watch you scroll through I this know, Star Guardian. There's a lot of pages of this. Okay, we got Star Guardian, folks. We know what time it is. It's Star Guardian. Star Guardian time. <laughs> In a vast and dark universe, young warriors are chosen by fate to protect the light of the stars. They are destined to burn bright, but collapse as furiously as they shine. And as we mentioned in the other episode... Yeah. These are now separated by seasons. Uh, so Rakan and Zaya are part of season three and season four. Uh, so season three... Uh, Ari's old squad resurfaces, changed from the events that once tore them apart, and followed by a threat beyond anything the Star Guardians have ever faced. Can the group move past old grudges and save themselves from annihilation, or will they simply be the next victims of the Twilight Star? We got Star Guardian Zaya. Abandoned by her captain and teammates, Zaya spent years in darkness. She sought revenge, yet deep down she only wanted an explanation an answer as to why Ari left Rakan and her to die. Zaya pursued her former friends across the galaxy until, during the battle with the Twilight Star, Rakan sacrificed his own light to purge the darkness in Zaya's soul. Now, as Star Guardian once more, Zaya searches the night skies for her love. She hopes to return the favor and bring him back to the light, but to do so, she must battle the darkness that still rages inside. Zaya's love is her guiding force, though she'd never admit to something so horribly sentimental. <laughs> and her magical media is named Saki. Uh, sentimentality was never Zaya's strong suit. She prefers to speak with actions rather than words. If Saki could speak in a language understood by anyone other than the Star Guardians, it would probably call most of the star nerds a bunch of misty-eyed babies before flying up to Zaya's shoulder for a wing bump. A great dis- Deserves a great celebration. Hmm. They knew and about she, the nerds thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they knew it. Uh, and then we've got a redeemed Star Guardian, Zaya. Uh, being bad was fun while it lasted, but all things must end. Through the power of devotion and the first star, Rakan sacrificed himself to save Zaya. Now a guardian once more, Zaya searches the night skies for her love, hoping to return the favor without falling into chaos herself. Next up... We've got Star Guardian Rakan. Even after falling and becoming host to Zoe's corruption, Rakan's love for Zaya persisted. Across the universe, he joined her in her quest for vengeance, all the while formulating a plan to purify her heart. Doing so cost him his own sanity, and he fell deeper into a swirling dimension of chaos and destruction. Desperate and heartbroken, Zaya longs to bring Rakan back to the light. Rakan has other plans, namely finding a good hairstylist, and practicing his evil villain monologues. Burns this good can't be improvised. His magical medium is named Riku. Whenever Rakan needs to primp his hair before battle, he can trust Riku to hold the mirror in its talons. Of course, that's only if this arrogant ally stops long enough to tear its eyes from its own reflection. When your feathered friend looks that good, who can blame it? I always forget they have these medium things. <laughs> mm. Oh, they got them, baby. Uh, <laughs> also, is Riku like a Kingdom Hearts character? He is a Kingdom Hearts yep. character. <laughs> Although not this Riku. genius! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You know, your favorite series, Kingdom Hearts. Fucking love Kingdom Hearts. Love it. <laughs> wow. So 
sorry. I'm sorry to all the Kingdom Hearts fans out there. It just fucking sucks. don't be. I just, yeah. <laughs> Mark, fucking hey, I love, don't be. I love Kingdom Hearts, but it's you know I don't defend it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, no Kingdom Hearts fan is gonna sit here and be like, oh yeah, that's a pinnacle story, pinnacle guilty storytelling pleasure. right there. Yeah, for sure, guilty pleasure. I get that. Yeah. Uh, and we also have a redeemed Star Guardian Rakan. The darkness never suited Rakan. The first star's light complements the glossy shine of his hair more than any chaos magic could. Plus, making evil plans is not really his style. A guardian once more, Rakan can now enjoy a welcome respite and perhaps a dance or two with Zaya. Spoiler alerts with how the visual novel's gonna end. <laughs> yeah, we were, I was talking about this with John, and I was like, I feel like I kind of know the Star Guardian AUs, you know, whatever. Rakan saves Zaya, now he's evil. And she's trying to get him back. And he's like, well, actually, he's not evil anymore. And I was like, where the fuck did that happen? Because we've gone over this Star Guardian AU eight bajillion times. What? You weren't playing the Wild Rift? No! <laughs> visual novel? No, I've not ever played Wild Rift. Well, there's your first mistake. <laughs> That'd be a fun Patreon bonus content video. Mm. But no, I've not played it. Well. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> And that's like the period on like that whole <laughs> sentence right there. <laughs> Sometimes the gas gotta come out. I get it. I get it. Uh, okay, so we have a bunch of things here. We've got shit they're actually in, and then at the end, they've I've got a shit they're just mentioned in. Sure. First of all, shit they're actually in. Sure. The light and shadow cinematic. Um, so this is a cinematic where Nico is essentially fighting against the uh, resurrected and now evilified Rakan. Evilified. <laughs> That's the mm. official term. Uh, Zaya and Rakan. You can already kind of see in this glimmers of Rakan waiting for his chance to save Zaya. He's already got way more compassion than she's got. Um, and then the everything goes on cinematic, which is after Zaya has been redeemed and Rakan still evil, which is fucking beautiful, beautiful music video and heartbreaking from the perspective of the Zaya Rakan relationship. Honestly, I tear up a little bit when I watch this. Aww, it's real honey. beautiful. You're such a Rakan. I'm such a Rakan. <laughs> uh, it's real good though. You should watch it. Uh, and then we've got new dreams, which are essentially vlog compilations of Zaya's new team of star guardians that are trying to rescue Rakan. So you get some, you know, vlog entries there. Uh, and from the comic perspective, they have a comic called Starcrossed, which tells the story of Zaya traveling across the land, recruiting Star Guardians for a mission to rescue Rakan and, you know, save the world and all that shit. Um, and she does it. Woo! Uh, she and Rakan live happily ever after eating snacks at a mall food court. Oh, that sounds fucking great. <laughs> yeah, it looks pretty good. <laughs> Give me a Cinnabon, bitch. Hey. <laughs> God, I could use a Cinnabon right, right. now. I was trying to think, would anyone deliver pizza to us right now at 10.30 p.m.? <laughs> but I got to go to bed. Anyway. Uh, and then we've got the visual novel we talked about, which is a Wild Rift exclusive. Um, so, unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of information about this lore on the wiki. But there are videos of all the interactions on YouTube. Um, and after watching them, this is basically what's covered in the comic. Um so it's kind of like what they did with Sentinels, where they release a comic mm. and then they release a visual novel that tells the same story as the comic, but they did it slightly better in that they tell the same story 
Wow. Um, instead of a completely <laughs> different story that they're both supposed up. to be yeah. canon somehow. Sure. Um, yeah, they've even got the same characters in the visual novel as they do in the comic, which, <laughs> I mean... I don't know. <laughs> That's some, you're talking crazy. <laughs> don't turn into birds. This episode's gone on too long. <laughs> but does someone release gas from every orifice in their body? Uh, no, hon. That would be fucking ridiculous. This is real lore here. Um, and then there's a short story called Twin Stars, which is a much longer story that when we eventually do a Star Guardian specific episode, I'm sure we'll cover it. Um, but basically, this is Zoe, Zion, Rakan attacking Valoran City, and the combined forces of Arya and Lux's team fight them off, and Rakan manages to break Zoe's control over Zaya at the cost of himself. This is kind of the point where Rakan goes uh, full evil and Zaya turns a new leaf. Or a new feather. A new a feather. Now, in terms of things that are mentioned in, uh, they uh, technically their Star Guardian gems are in the New Horizon cinematic, so that's something. And in the short story Starfall, they're alluded to, and in the Twilight Star, they're also alluded to. Great. Yeah, and then in the visual novel Another Sky, which was the League version of that visual novel that followed a different team of Star Guardians. They're also referenced. So uh, there you have it. <laughs> and that's it for AUs. <laughs> Yay! Good job. Y'all want to hear some fun facts? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here we go, folks. Oh, Wrapping lot, it up. A lot more than I was expecting. Well, it's two <laughs> people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Rakana's voiced by Ronan Summers and Zaya's voiced by Layla Pine. Nice. Uh, and Kane was originally slated to be the big antagonist to Zaya and Rakan. Oh. Yeah, he was mm. supposed to be the big bad. Weird. Um, the uh, the designers specifically said that the influences for Zaya and Rakan include April Lud- Ludgate and uh, Andy from Parks and Rec and uh, Kubo and the Two Strings and uh, We Can Never Go Home. I've never seen those other two. I've seen Kubo. I have to think about I've only seen it once. I don't know about the other one. I don't know the other one. Hmm. And some possible thematics explored for Zion Rakan included them being a vampire couple or being oh, a storm shit. shaman and storm elemental. You know I love that shit. I, oh, I, I know. Like, I kind of like both. <laughs> Let's get more all of those. All right. <laughs> um, we mentioned this a little bit already, but Rakan is confirmed to have ADHD based on his in-game voice lines and short story. This was confirmed by uh, Odin Austin Schaefer, or his as he prefers to go in-game, Wargabobo, that's his screen name, um, who explained that they indirectly gave Rakan ADHD uh, through piecing parts of their personality together, as well as events from their friends and family to create him. Uh, their tribe's name, the uh, Lahot Lahan, uh, or Lahot uh, Talan, 
um, was named after uh, Lahotl, a uh, Vastaya Rishai hero during the war against that uh, that big race of titans from the sky that we talked about in the Master Yi episode. Uh, Lahotl was apparently a, a big hero from that time. Okay, interesting. Hmm. Um, real quick, We Could Never Go Home. I think it's a graphic novel, but it was written by Matthew Rosenberg. Is there a is Rosenberg someone who writes for Legaler? Am I high? I think of Jared Rosen. Rose, thank you. I'm so sorry. Mm. Okay. Anyway, Matthew, that's 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 Jared uh, Rosen, Matthew Dunn's baby. Matthew <laughs> Rosenberg. <laughs> All right. Um. Uh. So Rakan was originally intended to be 28, in equivalence to human age, and Zaya 23. Um. But due to them being, you know, Vastaya, they are both over a few hundred year a few hundred years old. Um, and they were the first champions released in 2017. Oh. Mm. Mm. Uh, and Rakan and loading screens will always align themselves to the rightmost side before a game starts uh, when picked on the same team so that you can mirror their shared splash arts. Oh, oh that's dope. Yeah. Um... Uh, Rakan and Zaya's cloak are actually their wings, disguised by Vestayan magic in order to blend in with humans. Hmm. Uh, Rakan has the lowest basic attack range amongst all ranged champions at 300 units. And we learned he was ranged while playing Laldol. <laughs> I think Laldol <laughs> counted him as melee recently. Oh, did that? I can yes. never fucking oh, really? I never remember. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was weird. Uh, Rakan's favorite human food is chocolate, even though chocolate's uh, theobromine may poison Rakan due to his half-bird physiology. <laughs> his human half may help metabolize the compound and alleviate its effects. That is one way in which I really related to Rakan, is he was constantly like, where's the chocolate? Where's the fucking chocolate? <laughs> I know you've got the chocolate, Zed. <laughs> I just slammed I like the- my head into <laughs> I like the idea that it's poisonous and he's like a dog and Zai is like, what's in your mouth? <laughs> Spit that out right now. Drop it. Drop no. it. <laughs> he's just starts chewing more. Like, more. Just trying to eat it as fast as possible. <laughs> Shit. Uh, okay. Um, Rakan's Dance. Rakan's Dance references Jailhouse Rock by Elvis Presley. And, uh, Zaya and Rakan are also the first champions to feature ping-related lines. Hmm. Hmm. Um, you mentioned this a little bit earlier, uh, Mark, or you alluded to it, but uh, Rakan wears a shoulder pad made from a raptor skull adorned with a couple of Zaya's feathers, and she wears an identical skull adorned with a couple of Rakan's feathers. Uh, and in case you're wondering... No, Zaya does not lay eggs. That was a no. question that came up. Disgusting. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourselves, everybody. Recall wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Zaya is one of 24 champions without a single ability power ratio mm. on any ability. So that's why Rabadon's is not working on Zaya. Mm. <laughs> okay. Final fun fact, um, IG Rakan is the only 
Rakan skin that does not have an associated Zaya skin. Yeah, I noticed that. I was looking at the. Mm. It's weird. He's so lonely. Yeah. yeah. All right. That was a long one. So that was Zion Rakan, or Rakan and Zaya, rather. Yeah, Rakan and Zaya. Not to be confused with Zion Rakan, <laughs> which is in the future. That's going to be an episode of the future, maybe. We'll see what we do for that one. How are we feeling? Any final thoughts? You gone, done, did it, done. <laughs> I will, I mean, the, the, he, the consistent quality from the stuff that he's worked on, I will say, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was, ex- I will say I went to it kind of expecting to be a little annoyed or frustrated with, with it, or maybe with Zaya in particular, um, just because, like, I, I got the sense, I was like, man, I feel like it's going to be, like, this complex problem, and she's going to have this black and white perspective, and they're just going to make her right, um, but I think they, they, they definitely understand what they're grappling with, um, so I, I came out of it really liking all of it, I will say. Yeah. Yeah, like she definitely has like a black and white perspective of the world, but she's willing to bend when she knows it's important to Rakan. And the stories also kind of make it clear that like it's not always black and white. <laughs> I, I, I definitely liked it. I thought they, they handled it real well. And sometimes she is right. And sometimes yeah, she's yeah, not. Right. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I like them a lot. I'll say I'm a sucker for a side romance or a romance, so it's nice to kind of get one in league because I never do. <laughs> we don't get any good canon romances. No, they like tease some stuff and yeah, all of that. Yeah. But yeah, I I I like this. I I would like more just like really solid established relationships between champions um you know we have some sibling ones which is great even just really solid friendships and then more solid romantic relationships it really grounds them for me it makes the champions feel more real with each other and just in in general it makes the world feel more real too that these Mm -hmm. that these very powerful beings know each other (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that makes sense. They hang out. Yeah. yeah. They're on LinkedIn. Do they have like a club? Like no one can kill us club. What is it? <laughs> yeah. I, I like, sure. I'm very happy with what we got here. Yeah. I would read, like if they decided to give us more, absolutely. I would love that. I'm not disappointed with the amount that we have, but I would love more because yeah. I loved what we got. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like I said earlier, it feels like this is the first, they, they're setting, it's a lot of setup, and it's like, man, they are primed for a big, like I said, big arc, you know, and do it with Aurelia, I'll say it again, because I think that's, yeah. the, that's the way it should go. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they've been teasing the second Noxian invasion for a really long time, and I yeah. feel like Aurelia is in such a good spot for that, and mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to be the next big thing that happens, but... I mean, we've already got the cinematic and everything. Like the fucking, uh, yeah, yeah. what was it? They, I mean, the Awakened cinematic is like in the middle of that conflict, but that's like, yeah. no, no lore has carried past that conflict. Like yeah. that cinematic is the furthest forward in that conflict that I think we have. I mean, I but think like, even I that's just like a little, that. yeah, that's just like a plucked, plucked from the future, right? It's just like, <laughs> hey, right. it feels stick like around. It. This might happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. But that was Rakan and Zaya. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we have a Twitter. It's at Loreheads. We also have a Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Loreheads. John's mostly the one streaming there. 
right now. He streams every other weekend. I think it's going to be go back and going back to a normal schedule. Things got a little wonky around the holidays, but yeah, we're back, baby. We're yeah. back, baby. We have a YouTube as well where we post these, and John's now posting like shorts uh, with yeah. the video. If you ever want to watch some of those, um, those are also on our TikTok, which is League of Lords. Now has shit in it. I know we had like one random video in there because I heard an audio that sounded like us, and I was like, "Well, I have to do this." <laughs> but now we've got <laughs> now we've got like ten videos in there. Yeah, so if you want to leave a review or subscribe to either of these, that's super helpful. We have a Discord, which we talked about a little bit. You can find a link in the description of this episode, and we have a Patreon as well. Thank you so much to all of our patrons. But a very special thank you to our Madarda to your patrons big man gnomes chloe things kindred enjoyer king of hearts and shupa moustache um if i were of astaya and you were human i would let you uh, run your quinlans in my land <laughs> well it sounds i feel like it sounds se- more sexual than <laughs> yeah. i intended it to uh-huh, sure yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. run them through I'd run them right through, i'd let John. you plow my land <laughs> Harvest my magic. Okay, Sean, you're cut off. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, also, as a, as a quick note, um, I mentioned in some some other episodes, but we're going to start having ads in these. If you have noticed any ads that um, don't seem like they belong here, let us know. We can uh, we can set which ads we don't want to have here, but we can't set specifically the ads we do. So. Um, if anything, yeah. if anything weird comes up that uh, seems like it shouldn't be associated <laughs> with us, fucking let us know. We didn't choose them, and we don't want them there if they're weird. So yeah. uh, reach out to us. Let's- our ultimate yeah. goal is to have our own sponsors and yes. being able to do our own sponsor mm-hmm, reads one mm-hmm. day. So if you know how to do that. <laughs> you're a brand who wants us brand. to do an ad read. I'll talk about HelloFresh all day. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk about how you can, you can Quinlan my magic fields. All righty. <laughs> <laughs> and please join us next week because we're we're gonna talk about the armor dillo <laughs> ramus <laughs> i hate you right for making me say armor dillo 